Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Von Warnke, author, speaker, outdoor writer, videographer, and podcaster. And I am so excited that you took the opportunity to join us on our show today. Thank you so much, whether you are a first-time listener or a returning listener. If you are streaming this online or if you're downloading this onto your mobile device, however you're listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm really excited about today's show because I'm going to be talking with Mr. Bill Carey from Striper Express, which is a guide service based on Lake Texoma. Now, Lake Texoma is a very large lake that straddles the border between Texas and Oklahoma. It is a great lake for a lot of different reasons. It is an excellent lake for striper fishing, and that is what Bill and I are going to get into today in our show. What I'm really super excited about is the way that Mr. Bill Carey fishes. He's not a typical striper guy that fishes just with live bait. He likes to fish with artificial lures, very different from a lot of people's approach. Um, And I'm really excited about this because I've worked with Bill for the last three years or so. It's been a few years now. Um, we've worked together on the Texas Fishing Game magazine. I uh, do the hot spots monthly, so if you're a subscriber to Texas Fishing Game, you can catch those. Uh, Mr. Bill Carey reports every month to me, and I put those fishing reports in the magazine as a contributing editor. And um, Bill is also an outdoor writer and very accomplished in the outdoor industry, and I'm really excited to have the chance to talk to him. If you're not a subscriber to Texas Fish and Game Magazine, and if you live in or around Texas, it's a great magazine to pick up on. I highly recommend that you get a subscription. So here is my interview with Mr. Bill Carey, and I will give you all of his contact information and everything else in the show notes. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy what we talk about. Mr. Bill Carey, welcome to the show. Well... Thank you for having us. We're excited to have you on here. We've been planning to do this podcast for a while, so I'm really excited about it. Um, tell us first, I guess, how you got started in fishing. Well, if we go back to childhood, I think most men, women, were influenced by a father, mother, and uncle, grandfather. I was lucky enough to have a dad who was a fisherman. Me too, actually. My dad was a uh, uh, semi-professional bass fisherman, so I grew up around it, around all the lures and all the stuff that goes with bass fishing. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so um, how did you get your guide business started, and how long ago was that? Well, I started fishing at wonderful Lake Texoma in 1977. I hired a guide and fished with him for five years, bought some land up here, just luckily lived 50 miles south in used to be the cotton field town of Frisco, Texas, which is now major metropolis. And I was just going to say that a sprawling metropolis of Frisco, Texas. <laughs> that's right, and it was a long time ago, and uh, I guess I started 38 years ago wow. with I was a huge bass fisherman, and um, I heard about the striped bass on Lake Texoma. There was an article in the Dallas paper about 20-pound striped bass. Wow. Folks, at that time, it's funny now, and we caught 23 stripers on one-ounce bucktail jigs in cold March weather, 
and five of them were 10 to 15 pounds. Now, folks, this was just about the time, I think it was the exact same year, that the Florida strain bass was introduced into Texas, which is a larger species, because a, a seven-pound native largemouth bass was huge. So I came up here and caught these fish. I brought my tackle to the boat. This is a good one. My guide grabbed it, and I was fooled with 12-pound test bass tackle, and he said, go put that crappie stuff back in your truck. <laughs> I love it. You now, need to hunt with some fish with some real gear, huh? What we use today, everything's evolved, but that tackle worked, but I had to be spooled with 20-pound test. These fish are bigger, meaner, and, well, five fish from 10 to 15 pounds kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's a big, powerful fish for sure. I had a corporate group several years ago, and we specialize in groups, and I'll explain who we are and what we are. And my guides were cleaning fish, and one of the 12 businessmen said, how often should you come to this lake to really learn how to do it? And I used to say, you have to come at least once a season change. And Chris, who is my, Chris Carey, he has a brand of his own. And he chimed in and said, Dad, tell them how many times you came the first year. And I have 12 men, captive audience. And I look at him and I said, well, I, I, I really got carried away, kind of stuttered like that. And they said, well, how many times you come? And I said, well, you got to understand that I only lived an hour away. They said, well, how many times did you come? And I looked at them all and I said, I hired my guide 33 times the first year. Wow. So you were pretty heavy. You were pretty enthused with the lake, right? Man, I have been hooked ever since. Uh, I have maybe gone to Lake Fork six times since it opened back in the early years. Wow. I have an 18-foot Falcon, which is the local uh, striper boat of choice, which has evolved to 23 feet. I still have my original 1983 striper boat that has never been off this lake, and that's 32 years in business. Wow. This is a wonderful lake. Um, I had my third boat. Uh in 1992, we were up to five boats, and then I had a custom-built 34-foot power cat that is a catamaran built in Florida to take groups up to 20 people. So from really 1990, it took off. The lake is something in itself. We'll get to that. But that's kind of how we all got started up here. Time flies. It's been 38 years already. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. And the one thing that I, I will mention that's different about Striper Express compared to a lot of other Striper Guide services is what? Well, our niche, our outside the box is we sell the thrill of the hunt with artificial lures. 99% of the guides up here bottom fish with live bait. The food forage of the striper is shad. 
the guys go out and catch the bait before the people get here, and you put the rods in a holder. It's a fun way to catch fish, but, oh, it's been over a decade ago. We were always leaning towards the lure, folks. But, oh, 10, 12 years ago, my 41-year-old son, who has been guiding now for 21 years, came to me and he said, Dad, can we all change it to your way? And I went, what way? Well, let me back up again. The last three years of my career on the water, I fished for 25 years, folks, and I moved to the front office. I run the show. We got too big. We fish, oh, 1,000 to 1,100 charters a year, and we uh, have a great demand for this lure fishing. It is unique. It is its own um, just special way. It's really going back to the basics. It is like, here's a good one. It is like largemouth bass fishing on steroids. <laughs> I love it. That's a great analogy. And on your website, it says great fishing, dot, 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 not bait fishing. And I like that. It has a, a uh, if you go to striperexpress.com, you will see the shad with a big um, X over it. Or what's the, what's that sign? The no sign? Right. <laughs> right. Our webmaster took liberties, uh, but we are proud of what we do. Yes. We get calls weekly, and they say, we've been fishing up there a lot. It's a wonderful lake, folks. Um, we don't want to do the live bait anymore. We don't knock the live bait. We just don't do it. You go out and you put a rod in a holder and you let the fish pull it down. And we are casting. You're in the game from start to finish. You set the hook. You fight the fish. You get back out there and do it again. Right. Wow. And what kind of um, of lures do you typically use on striper fishing? I know there's top water and then there's there's other lures. Kind of walk us through that. We are lucky enough to be able to throw top waters seven months out of the year. Wow. So the go-to favorite top water plug is the Cotton Cordell 6-inch pencil popper. Okay. Pencil popper. The second best, of course, would be the Zara Spook made by Hedden, and then the Big Chug Bug. All these ma- magnum baits, these are not little baits, if you just picture bass tackle just stay with the same six to seven foot medium to medium heavy rod uh the same reel spool it with 20 pound test and we're bass fishing you use a quarter ounce jig we use three quarter to one ounce jig the top water is oh it's just amazing I've got to talk about that. There's, you know, it's just so much fun. <laughs> I've heard the word explosive when it comes to top water because of the work I do with Texas Fishing Game around, uh, you know, top water season. I would tell people, anytime you're plugged in the water, you're in the strike zone, stay alert. Be ready. I have, I have seen people raise their plug out of the water. This is a blast. This sounds like a fisherman's <laughs> tail at its best. I, I have seen stripers come from nowhere. And, uh, folks, first of all, Texas doesn't have a lot of clear water, so we have off-colored water. Right. And I have seen a fish come from nowhere, blow up, grab that bottom hook that's already out of the water, and it sounds like this. Pow! It sounds like a twenty-two rifle going on. The people get so excited. I tell them, even a seasoned pro cannot get his rod tip up fast enough because, folks, 
On a reel, you have the drag to help you fight the fish. The rod tip is just as important. Don't you agree, Dustin? I agree. I agree 100%. Well, when the fish pulls that rod straight down, wraps it against the side of the boat, it just, you have no chance. And it breaks off. It's very exciting. They are very mean and sassy that close to the boat. Yes. That's an awesome feeling, isn't it? Oh, I love it. This lake... We have both numbers and size. For years, people would call and say, I want a trophy. Well, you know what I would say, Dustin? I would say, I want you to call the lakes in Arkansas, which were known for up to 30-plus pound fish. Wow. I said, but you better be cut from the right fabric and truly be a trophy fisherman because those lakes have a... 10 fish, I mean, excuse me, a two fish per day limit. And I said, you better book more than one day because after a couple of days, you might have only caught three, four fish, but you've got a chance at that 30 pounder. Now, let's come back to Lake Texoma. Our lake, folks, has the best documented natural reproduction that is the spawn of freshwater stripers in the United States. Wow, that's great. I mean, that's a true gem right there, isn't it? Oh, it's a natural phenomenon. This lake, um, there's a little secret to that. Let me explain. Sure. First of all, our limit is reflected by the natural reproduction. You are allowed twice the Texas state limit of striped bass per day here. You are allowed 10 fish per person. Wow. It happens. Um, we have a large fish population now. I explain that we all got beat up during the recession of 08, 09, 10, and we let the big fish grow. So we normally would say we catch about 12 to 20 20 pound fish a year. This past winter, we had 20 over 20 pounds in March alone. Alone. Wow, that's great. So, huge lake and, and great, great fishing opportunity for sure. You bet. Now, there's a secret to this Lake Texoma has a high salinity. It is truly the secret to the success. Up the Red River, we have two major tributaries. We have the Washita River that goes across Oklahoma, and we have the Red River, which the headwater to the Red River is in Paladuro Canyon, which is south of Amarillo, Texas. And between Amarillo and Lake Texoma, we have a town called Vernon, Texas. Way down underground, there are salt domes. Well, this salt leaches its way to the surface of the earth, and it drops 235 tons of salt a year into Lake Texoma. Interesting. I did not know that. That's a really the secret to our success. Um, we're an hour and 20 minutes from downtown Dallas. Oh, that's great. That's not a bad drive at all. No, it's very simple for most folks. Um, we have, um, oh, 70% of our people come from 6.5 million people in Dallas and Fort Worth, but 
We pull people from, we just had some people in from Colorado. We have some people in from Pennsylvania tomorrow. Uh, we do pull from quite a large region. If these people are avid striper fishermen, uh, the word gets out, and this is the number one lake in the country. So it sells itself. I'm just one of the lucky guide services that gets to be here. Right. That's great. And what motivated you to go into having the operation like you do today? Because you have guides that are working for you. You've got kind of a whole big operation going on. Tell me about that. Well, I guess the best way to word that, good question, is Thank you. demand. Because of our approach with the artificial lures, there's a huge demand. We, like I said, we fish about 1,100 charters a year. Oh, by the way, folks, there is an open season on striped bass 12 months out of the year. That's another really good point because there's not a bad time to fish for striper. I mean, there are better times than some, but that's that's a good point. We're so fortunate. We are so fortunate. Uh, December has perhaps turned in to the second favorite month of the year. Last year, we had 89 charters in December. Wow. Now, these fish really like it when it's cooler. They go crazy in the summer. They bite year-round, but they get, I, I just say it, fat and sassy. They get mean. <laughs> <laughs> they I love put it on weight. <laughs> uh, they will stretch your string. Our fish will, before the females egg up in the winter, will put on. Uh, let, let's just start with a ten-pound fish. A ten-pound fish will weigh twelve pounds in the middle of the winter. Is this bulking up, right? Because of the they months. really do. Okay, like a lot of game. They feed, hey, folks, when a bear hibernates, he eats all he can before he takes a nap. Absolutely. Our fish go year-round. Texas winters are mild. If we have snow, Dustin, isn't it usually gone by the next day? At least. I mean, if not within the next hour in some <laughs> cases. You know, that's the way Texas weather is. And you guys get a lot more snow up north than I do here in central Texas. So yeah. we hardly see it down here. <laughs> yeah, and the people the distance, you know, you and I are a couple hours apart. And the people two hours north of us in Oklahoma see a little bit more. Yes. But uh, we all realize that the planet is getting warmer, that um, the charters in uh, December – are, you got to say, pretty mild nowadays, wouldn't you? Right, I agree. Uh, I want to explain how that works. Because of water temperature, we change our board and depart time starting November 15th at 10.30 a.m. Interesting. Now, we all know, it may sound corny, but the early bird gets the fish when people go fishing anywhere. We will have you out here at 5.30 a.m. in July. But on November 15th, we change all of our charters to 10.30. There's three major reasons. First of all, number one, water temperature dictates everything. Number two, it makes for a simple drive for a lot of our clients. That's a good point. And number three, an extra 10 to 15 degrees of solar heat on a cool day feels pretty good at 10.30. <laughs> yes, it does. We do dress warm. We'll put on ski suits. Uh, really, guys, uh, November fall fishing is uh, almost 
Would I be wrong to say Indian summertime fishing, Dustin? Yeah, that's that's a good way to that's a good way to to summarize that. We'll have a couple cool fronts in Texas, folks. We call them northers, uh, weather systems that come in. Uh, but I tell people after January one, we watch the weather, and it's uh, if I see that big blue arch coming down, which is an Arctic blast, that's about the only time of year that I will call you and say, hey, Dustin, it's 30 degrees, and it's coming through Oklahoma City at 30 miles an hour. I think it's going to be a little gnarly tomorrow. Right. But up until the first of the year, I would say it's pretty mild. So there's there's December fishing. We have gone into the fall now, and uh, right now, it's almost October 1st. We are banging the banks. It just started. This is so great. It just started today. We have been banging the banks, waiting for the fish. And excuse me, folks, when I say banging the banks, I mean casting. Topwater plugs at first light and hoping for the fish to move into the shallows. It all has to do with water temperature. The birds, we call them seagulls, are the best fish finder ever. They are better than a $3,000 top-of-the-line hummingbird onyx that we use on our boats that have the down scan, the side scan, and all the bells and whistles because here's what happens. The stripers are schooling fish. So the fish school up in a big group. They push the bait to the surface. If you've ever seen a marlin or sailfish underwater shot where you see the big bait balls and the fish are just circling them and swimming through and eating them. right. That's literally what's happening here. When they push the bait to the surface, they have nowhere to run. They cannot hide. So the birds have fantastic eyesight. And the birds move in, and they start diving, and we carry binoculars. And starting now, after we get through with our top water, which will get an hour to 90 minutes, depending on cloud cover, we start looking for the seagulls, and we glass them with binoculars. They will be squawking, kamikaze diving the water, and, oh, my goodness, that can be so much fun. Uh, our average charter is four anglers per boat. You can have multiple hookups. You can have such a large school of fish that it could possibly be a mile long and a quarter of a mile wide. Wow. I'm going to let people filter that for a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's something you got to sit and think about. That's pretty big. These are huge schools of fish, and the birds will put you on them, show you. And example, if you pulled out in your boat, folks, and you saw birds working, you just pay attention. And the birds will always be flying into the wind, but they will be moving, and you'll know which way the school is going. So... Drive way around in front of the fish and let them come to you. And they are such curious creatures that they will stay with you as long as they stay grouped up. We have got stories of we have never started the motor and drift for two, three hours until we hit the Oklahoma bank or the Texas bank and the fish follow you and are in a tremendous feeding frenzy. That's great. Folks, 
I have fished from Central America to North America. I have never been to a fishery, lake, bay, ocean, that day in, day out, month in, month out, year in, year out, that you can catch fish better than here. I think, truly, that Lake Texoma has the highest angler success rate of any freshwater lake in the United States. That's a bold statement. I have the greatest lake in the world to back me up. I'm just one of the lucky ones. Again, I'm so grateful. That's, that's great. And um, what can people typically expect on a trip with Striper Express? I mean, does it? I know it. It kind of depends on what time you meet, but um, you know what? What can people kind of uh, expect as far as a trip goes? Great question. Okay. Um, example: Right now, our charters board and depart at 6.30 a.m. We keep all of our boats in the water at a marina, and we can arrange for lodging, or you can drive in, and our charters are, well, it's pretty simple. We provide all tackle, all lures. We fish for five hours, and you know, Dustin, you've been with me. We don't leave biting fish, do we? No, absolutely not. So, folks, it's a sacrilege to leave biting fish. Who would do that? <laughs> That's right. That's so we point. don't wash the clock. And then after fishing, we clean your catch. I guess we should talk about that. How about I mention that? Sure. Okay. The striped bass, this is a good one. I tell people, crappie is the walleye of the south as far as best-tasting fish, and I will put striper right between them. They are a white, flaky meat, very mild, excellent table fill, aren't they? Dustin? Yes, absolutely. And I've one of the things that I do with striper, um, and there's a striper guide down here that taught me this is ceviche. Have you ever done ceviche before? Oh yes. <laughs> so that that lends itself very well to striper versus you know just a fish fry or um, baking or broiling or whatever you do. Tell the folks what that is, because we are close to Mexico. Yeah, we are close to Mexico uh, here in Texas. It, it's kind of like a lime-cured or lime-brined, I guess cured would probably be the best word for it, um, mm-hmm. you know, way to pickle fish real fast, basically. Good way. So, yeah, a, g- a really good way to, uh, and it stays preserved that way for a while. Now, folks, keep in mind, all largemouth are caught and released. It's just a practice that's been going on for 30 years. Right. Um, the striper is here to harvest. And Jimmy Houston, for you folks that know him, has a funny laugh. It's a cackle. <laughs> and Jimmy does that funny laugh, and he goes, Harvest, huh? He says, that sounds like an ESPN term if I've ever heard it. <laughs> that's great. These fish, literally, folks, are here in such abundance that it has to be managed just like game. Right. So, yes, uh, you do need to catch the fish uh, because of the reproduction. Other lakes have to be stocked depending on how the year went, weather conditions. They may have uh, cycles. I think that's the best way to put it. What do you think? Right. No, I agree with you. They'll have maybe several good years, and then all of a sudden they'll hit a lull. This lake, you have to take the fish out of them. Right. Which is one reason why there's double the the limit, right? For right. You know, yes, sir. I'd like to explain that, to folks. Uh, the state limit is five per person. 
Lake Texoma and Oklahoma have the ten fish. Here's how it works. It is ten stripers per person per day, including two 20-plus-inch fish. That means that eight under 20. Now, I'm going to elaborate a little more. That can be 20-plus as long as your leg. Wow. It, it can be the big fish. Now, the reason why it's two, folks, is that is our brood fish. That means that's the ones that make the babies. So you've got eight per person under, and we joke, a 19 and 7 eighths fish can in the summer weigh four pounds. In midwinter, it could weigh as much as five and a half. So even the eight under are pretty good sized fish. Yes. And all the pictures I've seen on your website are, is just an impressive catch that people walk away from, you know, on, on trips to Striper Express. I mean, it's just amazing what you guys are able to produce as far as catch rates go. Well, again, I give all the credit to the lake, sure. but this fish is good for young and old alike. They're aggressive fish. Well, here's a good story. Um, the last three years, we have had uh, the Texas spring break is like the first, second week of March, right about the time change. Three years ago, we had 49 charters in eight days. Wow, it's a lot of charters. It's a lot of charters. <laughs> I know. Oh I goodness. joke. I work my guys like borrowed mules. Pardon me. <laughs> so uh, the second year, we had 50. And last year, this past year, we had 51. I told my captains after year one, if we can put spinning tackle in six-year-old's hands and they can catch fish, we can take on the world. Yes. They are aggressive they are schooling, uh, the multiple hookups, the way they uh, react. They're mean, folks. They're fun. <laughs> right. And they're they're a great fish, like you just mentioned, to get kids started in fishing, which is something that I'm really big about. You know, I, uh, I told a story the other day. I had a touring Bass Pro, which, folks, that's dedication. And he called me, and he said, I took a year off. I have been kind of neglecting the family, and I want to put them on some fish. I know that you can do that for us at Lake Texoma. So that just kind of proves that they are relatively a pretty easy fish to catch. Yes. They're aggressive, strong, bigger, meaner, and uh, surely good table fare. Absolutely. Let's talk about the size of our lake. What do you say? Sure. Uh, this is, Okay. Folks, all the lakes in the south are man-made reservoirs. They have a dam where your glacial-cut lakes up north, where glacier-cut, all flow into other lakes. So every lake in Texas is man-made. It has a dam. Now, the reason why we're talking about this is they can't leave. I guess is that the best way to put it, Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's good. That's good. I guess, you know, so you have a huge, uh, huge lake. These fish, Dustin, don't you agree, they can be anywhere, anytime. Yes, and it's with such a big lake like that, it kind of, you know, makes, them, makes finding the schools and that kind of stuff a little more challenging, right? It can be challenging. Um, 
They can be shallow. They can be deep. They can be uh, stratified, which uh, would be suspended in deeper water. Uh, they run in schools. Good electronics are a must. And then, of course, we've talked about the birds. But uh, this is a massive lake. This is a huge lake. Um, we, golly, it'd be like saying how much acres have you hunted on a 10,000-acre ranch? Right. You know, we fish a lot of acres. I guess another way to put it is I tell my guides, I don't care how much gasoline you burn, you catch these people fish. And Striper Express bought $52,000 worth of fuel last year. Wow. We don't call it gas when you buy that much. It's fuel. No, it's fuel. Yeah, it's a, it's a commercial term for it, right? <laughs> right. But it's a great lake. It's a big lake. Um, uh, Year-round fishery. My goodness gracious, I just hold this lake in such high regard. And I have always said, let's get the kids in the outdoors. I don't care if it's hiking. I don't care if it's ecotourism, if it's hunting, if it's fishing. I think that when a child comes to a crossroad in life and there is a right and a wrong turn, if you have given that child time in the outdoors, I think most likely they'll take the right turn. Yes. Yes. As as I've never really said on the show before, but as a bumper sticker I once read said, um, kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal. I love it. <laughs> I love it, and we are so big on kids. I'm telling you, folks, um, we pull their legs. Uh, we tell them stories. Uh, they don't know which way is up when we get through with them, and the dads will wink and laugh, and it's just so much fun to see that twinkle in their eye. What values, and I'm kind of rhetorically asking this question, what kind of values do does fishing and other outdoor activities you know, uh, impart for our youth and newcomers to the sport. Wow. Um, that's heavy. Um, <laughs> that's a little deep. I know, but that's it's so important with today's youth to get them outdoors. Even if it's sports, if it's on a basketball court, um, our children are such a valuable thing to us. They are, uh, society has changed. Um, my mother didn't have to work. Today's moms are working moms. We're running at a very fast pace. Yes. You have to make time for the kids, folks. I'm a grandparent. I get to rent them, spoil them, and send them back home. <laughs> you told me that the other day on the phone. He was like, yeah, I get to rent them. You know? I was like, that's a good uh -huh. way to look at it, being a grandfather. Yeah, that's the way. Uh... Children, children are our future fishermen, hunters. Uh, politicians, leaders, let's try and teach them the difference in right and wrong. Yes. Um, so what else can we say? They're, they're, they're everything to me. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? They want to be with us. They want a figure, mother, father, grandfather, uncle, somebody to look up to, somebody to teach them these things. Right. Um, it's so important. Uh, man, that is such a good question because, um, Golly, what else can you say? They are our future. Let's keep it up, folks. 
Let's take care of the children. You know, there's so much you can learn in the outdoors about right and wrong and hunting and fishing and, and the kind of things that we talk about on this podcast. You know, there's so many good, you know, values you can instill of character and loyalty and honor and, and value and, and um, you know, ethics and all kinds of different things that we can uh, that we can instill in others through through what we do on the water and in the woods. Absolutely. We have a huge impact on their lives. Yes. Um, I love being a grandfather. Uh, I have an only child, and I'm lucky. I'm so grateful to have my only child, Chris Carey, 41-year-old. He is my partner, son, and head guide, and he has followed in his father's footsteps. Folks, this is not a get-rich business, but you know what? The sacrifices are minimal, and the benefits to making a living, seeing you guys catch fish every day, outweigh the benefits, outweigh the sacrifices. Right. I mean, that is our passion. Uh, I would rather see you go out there and catch a million fish and me not catch one. I mean, just that's it. I'm the same way. My son, I know I've told you this story before, Mr. Carey is, uh, or Mr. Bill, I should say, um, is, is he caught his first bass the other day on his own, casted it out. He caught it on live bait, but he casted it out. He reeled it in. I helped him get it in the very last, uh, last stretch of it. But you know, what a, what a wonderful thing to watch. What a wonderful rite of passage, you know, to be a part oh. of, you know, oh. it's just awesome. I went and did a public appearance. You know, 32 years in the business, you get tenured, you sure. build a reputation, and uh, again, I've got the best lake in the world to help me build that reputation. Right. I, uh, we fish, as a matter of fact, um, they, are, they just booked two charters. This is a active senior community uh, here in Texas, and they are bringing 25 men in October and 25 men in November, and they asked me to come down and speak to their fishing club. This is good. They have gone from a 50-person fishing club to 173 within a year. Goodness. The seniors are getting outdoors. They're getting active. And when I went to this speaking engagement, I said, we're going to open this up for questions, Q&A, after I tell you a little bit about what we've been talking about now. And I get to that point of the seminar. And I said, when you raise your hand, I want everybody to think, and I want you to tell me your first memory of catching your first fish. Children, young and old alike, we all have to carry it on and pass it on. Let me say something. Uh, my secretary, who makes me look good. Yes, she's awesome. She asked me when she first signed on last year, when she saw on my planner, it said, Dustin, three people, and then it said, three gen. And she came up to me and she said, what is three gen? I said, <laughs> three generations. We've got granddad, we've got son, adult son, and grandson. And that just floats our boat. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's great. Just to have generation after generation come with you. And you've got a second generation in the business now, you know, and grandchildren and everything else. You know, it's just, it's a great thing to pass down. It really is. Oh, you know, I, um, what can you say? I'm just thrilled to death to be able to have my son and grandsons 
live out here on the lake with me and be part of my life. I don't have to travel to L.A., to Chicago, to New York to see them. I get to see them constantly. And, you know, folks, it kind of comes with age. It's not really about money. There's a lot of kids out there, folks, that aren't lucky enough to have a father, mother, uncle, grandparent. Um, There's a lot of people. We fish children that are underprivileged. We fish children that have been removed from the main flow of school for doing something bad. Right. I remember having this group that came for several years. And, you know, I don't have a problem with anybody wearing their hat backwards, but it's got its own kind of purpose, okay? Um, I remember the host who worked off of a grant to take these kids who had been removed from the main flow. When I say removed from the main flow, they've done something bad. They either they did something that took them out of the main class, right. and they had to report to their own private class at school every day. Yes. So let's call them problem children, troubled children, maybe a bad thing at home, whatever. I remember seeing these kids just completely change. Sure. The, t- the twinkle in their eye, the just the thrill of being outdoors. So back to the same old thing, guys. If you can go be a big brother, a big sister, if you can go out with a grandchild or your own child and you can get them outdoors, it doesn't matter what they're doing. Yes. Just get them outdoors. Uh, there's birds, there's flora, fauna, there's everything. Uh, game, you know, we're lucky enough to have a huge deer population here. Uh, things like that just thrill these kids. We have bald eagles that arrive in winter for the whole season here at Texoma. Wow, that's incredible. They do counts. I've heard numbers as high as 150 bald eagles. It is so cool seeing them sitting up in trees, and you can't get a camera out fast enough when they fly down, come beside your boat, and not with their beak, with their talons, their claws, pick up a huge bait and swim off with it, fly into a tree and take it to the baby eagles. It is such a blast. I mean, stuff like that. I'm 63 years old. That is all American right there, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. If I see a fox, if I see a deer, we stop and we watch it. Sure. You know, just anything in the outdoors. It's just just everything. I think life evolves around it. You know, being around a campfire. Uh, just I get excited cooking some hot dogs and just pulling those kids' legs and telling tall tale. Well, thank you so much for joining us from the show and uh, for your time today, Mr. Bill. Well, Mr. Dustin, it was my pleasure. And, folks, if you ever would be interested in catching a striped bass, you can find us very easily on the Internet. It is striperexpress.com. And may I give my phone number? Absolutely. Our phone number is 903-786-4477. And again, easy to find on the Internet. That is striperexpress.com. And uh, is there a place I thought I'd ask you to for your email address if people had any questions for you? Uh, really, yes, you can reach me at my email address, but 
You can also contact me through the website, uh, but our email address is bigfish at striper. I want to spell that. It is S-T-R-I-P-E-R, one P, striperexpress.com. Great. That's All awesome. Right. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. It was such a pleasure. And, folks, y'all get outdoors, catch a fish, go out there and check it out. If you ever want to come to Texas, we'll show you some Lake Texoma, Texas hospitality. Wow, that was an awesome interview. I really enjoyed my time with Bill Carey. I love my time with any of the guests that I have on the show, but uh, that was especially an awesome interview and uh, conversation that we had. And uh, I just can't say enough about him and his operation and his guide service. It's incredible. Uh, You can visit him at striperexpress.com. His phone number is 903-207-4982. And he is an incredible guy to talk to on the phone. A lot of times he'll be available to even talk to you if you have any questions about fishing with him or his operation or anything about striper fishing. He'll uh, he'll talk to you. He's a great guy. And um, I really highly recommend a trip with him. And as I do with all of my guests, I definitely want to bring you the best that the outdoors has to offer. And he is one of them in the striper fishing realm that I can't say enough about, uh, especially with his use of artificial lures, especially with his, you know, hunting the fish and not just uh, fishing with live bait. It's just an incredible um, way that he that he approaches fishing, and I think that's great. So thank you so much for listening, and uh, if you get a chance, go over to my website, dustinsprojects.com, register for our newsletter that will kind of keep you up to date on everything that I'm busy with. And uh, thank you so much for checking us out and uh, telling a friend. And uh, thank you so much again for watching, listening, and reading. Have an awesome day in the outdoors.